Hello and welcome back to the second tier betting your specialist pod for punting on the championship. You're joining me, James Cantrell, aka Jimmy the Punt, and Matthew's back this week. Matthew, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Disappointed you didn't go with a professional tips line this week, but I'm sure I'll get over it. Well, you've lost your status as a professional tips after <laughs> results we've been having. <laughs> don't blame me, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's happened to that line. I must have just took it off the script, but uh, I'll try and get it back next week. Uh, how are you? Are you doing all right? No, I'm good. I'm good. Back at uni, so settling back in. So get back in the swing of it with the podcast. Yeah, we missed it last week. That was my fault. I was I was away on holiday and um, I was just slacking. You? I went to Tenerife. Lovely. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice, but I felt a bit. Well, a bit out of it this week. Struggled to get back into it, into the swing of things. But um, looking forward to championship football this weekend. To spice up the intro a bit, I'm going to stick with it. Um, a little bit oh, of trivia. No. <laughs> a little bit of trivia. I was going to do because I've got. A, well, I'll talk about it a bit more in the when I'm explaining my bets. But I've got a feeling Sheffield United are going to bottle this automatic race. I was going to look at the biggest league bottles in terms of points uh point advantages lost but they're only like four points the best ones i could find so didn't really make a good enough question so just gonna do a pretty basic one who was the free who finished as the three top goal scorers in the championship last campaign oh fucking hell um the first the, the top ones should be it should be a, a given Mitrovic, yeah yeah yes 43 goals kind of fucking hell 43. I can't even think he went up. I'm not with it today. Fulham went up. Yep. Um, flipping Bournemouth went up. Solanke, was he in there? Correct, yeah, 29. The last one, it's a tough one. It is really tough. I reckon it was some purple patch pair that just had like one mad season and reverted back. You are actually hitting the nail spot on the edge. Yeah, it's going it's to be... Like it's it's going to be someone still hurting championship on about 10 goals a season or something silly like that. Uh, I can't even think. Uh, do they play for a team currently in the championship? Yes. Oh, bloody hell. Um, do you want the team? I might give you the team. Yeah, go on then. I feel like you'll get it easy. Oh, yeah, Ben Burton Diaz. No. Oh. Gone. He plays. He still plays for Bristol City. Naki Welt. No, Andreas Feynman. Oh, 22. bloody hell! You're right yeah. though. It was just. It was just an absolute fluke of a season by his numbers. Twenty-two. Bloody hell! And how many has he got this season? Surely not even a double digit. No, he's got four. Four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A one season wonder, as you said, nailed it. I, I couldn't think of Solanke uh, or Vyman, I just Mitro. I just thought his Bournemouth went up, so I just presumed. Yeah, he got 29 Solanke did, which is an unbelievable return. Very, very good, that. Yeah, this season it's Tuba Akpom leading the way. He's got 17. He's four clear of Gokarez, I think, and he's evens to win. The golden boot, Gokarez is next best at eight to one. Um, two, so, two former Brighton players in there, the top two. 
I don't know what's happened to Akpon because every time I've seen him up until this week, uh, up until this season, he's always been pretty average. But he was honking at Brighton, absolutely. Honking. <laughs> what about uh, Gokarez? Yeah, he was, he was played twenty. He played in the R twenty threes alongside Connolly, and they both looked as good as each other, really. But Connolly was the one that got the chance, unfortunately. He's fell off the cliff, though Connolly, hasn't he? Yeah, because of how much of a bellend he is off the pitch. <laughs> yep good point well made and with that this is the second tier betting what we're going to do we're going to give you our three best bets for the championship this weekend and hopefully bring you some winners we've got naps next best long shot and the big old millionaires punts before we do get into the pod though remember it's a gambling podcast and gambling comes with serious risks so remember to gamble responsibly so matthew you kickstarters this week with your nap i believe both our naps are very similar aren't they but <clears throat> oh yeah i'll start it so i've gone borough at home to qpr borough win and over one goal at 1.9 um yeah, this has landed last four for Borough, and that includes a home win at Watford and an impressive 3-1 win at Sheffield United last time out. They've won 12 of their last 15, and this bet has landed in 11 of their last 15. Um, they're second most informed team in the league with 37 points from their last 15 behind Burnley, who went on that mad winning run. In the same period of time, this 15 games, QPR bottom of the form table with only nine points in the last 15. Surprisingly, they've only won one in their last 16 and they've lost, They've that this bet has landed in half of these games for them, so eight out of 16 games have seen them lose and concede more than one and that includes three of the last four, so you've probably got the second most informed team in the league versus the most outformed team, one team conceding for fun, one team scoring for fun, so 1.9 odds for Borough win and over one goal, it's too good to turn down. Absolutely, yeah. Almost ident- identical selections. I've gone Borough to overcome a minus one goal on the Asian handicap. So you get your state back if they win 1-0 and obviously the bets will win it if they win by more than a goal margin. So you're looking at pretty similar results for, for both bets to be paid out. I've got identical notes. Just the, the most eye-catching for me was um, regarding QPR was what you said, Matthew, one win in the last 16 and only seven points won over that time, absolutely rotten, rotten form. And I, I went to the Ramelane on Wednesday. Uh, it was a great game. I was just blown away by how Borough good. I thought I thought it was Sheffield United's strongest. I think it's about as strong as Sheffield United could go in terms of starting 11. It, the bench was pretty weak, but um, I, did, I didn't expect to be, uh, expect to see Borough blows away like that. They totally dominated after the first 15 minutes got real quality throughout the pitch and not just that the tactic the tactical structure and the way they just they just sort of phased united out of the game was unbelievable and with the strikers they've got up front archer and yeah. bomb and archer is unbelievably clinical archer especially two um, really well taken goals so i just I, it's it's tricky to say um because they are the best team I've seen at Bramall in this season. It's tricky to say, are they running on hot or are they are they just reaping the rewards of a, of a really a really clever manager and a, a good solid group of players? Um, but I, I just think that the yeah, I, I just I, I was even tempted just to tip them at f- uh, four or five points on on Borough to win at one point six two, 
because uh, I, I think that's too large given QPR's form. So, yeah, uh, both similar naps. Borough minus one on the Asian handicap for me, and you combining them. Borough win with over one goal in the game. It, it's similar odds. What have you got for your uh, next best selection? Yeah, as ever, like the championship, very, very hard lead to call and very hard to find good value bets. But I think this one's as good as you can get at the moment. Uh, for my next best, Sunderland Bristol City, both teams to score at 1.83. It may have, it, if you just look at the stats in terms of how often it's landed, it's only landed seven of uh, seven out of 15 Sunderland home games, which ain't great, less than half, but it's landed for, for the last six in all competitions. Sunderland have been, again, outside of Bar and Burnley, probably the form team in the league. They've scored in their last 15 games in all competitions. They've got goals from everywhere. They've just brought in Geldhart. They've got Roberts. They've got uh, Clark. It's a bit of a blow Stewart being out, but they've got enough firepower to cope with it. And then Bristol City are just superb for goals this season. I've I mentioned them quite a bit for goals. Both teams scores landing 10 out of 14 aways for them. And then in the 15 games I mentioned for Sunderland, Bristol City have scored in 12 of these, including their last nine. So you've got two informed teams banging in goals, 1.83 for both teams to score. Yeah, I love that pick. And I, I really enjoy watching Sunderland when they're on the, the telly with uh, Robertson and Diallo. It's, it's a bit of a blow with uh, Stuart out, but they, they, they seem to be coping all right in his absence. My next best is... I've agonised over this for a while, actually, but I'm going to go with it. Birmingham to beat Huddersfield at 9-5 to five general. Oof, Oof indeed. I, I, obviously, it's going to be Warnock's first proper game in charge. Now, whether it, what sort of impact he will have at Huddersfield remains to be seen, but he's walking into a club in terrible form. No wins this calendar year. And they've also got 10 injuries, well, t 10 absentees through nine injuries and one suspension, uh, which means Warnock's just got a single centre-back available for this weekend. Uh, will Boyle was sent off and Matty Pearson suffered an injury on Wednesday night. So... I just, I I know, obviously, he's, he's a bit of a last dance for Warnock or whatever, and he's he's got an unbelievable track record at sort of not, I, I guess you'd say firefighting, but I'm just not sure what impact he's going to be able to have here with so many injuries, absentees, and just such low, poor form. Birmingham, on the flip side, uh, on sort of, Birmingham have only, I've lost six of the last eight, which is pretty damning. Uh, and, and not really filling me with confidence to back them away from home, but they have won two of the last three. Uh, the victory at Swansea was particularly eye-catching. Two stoppage time goals, a really late, late winner to come from behind in that game. And then they followed that up with a 2-0 win over the then high-flying West Brom. West Brom have, have since sort of fallen away ever since Corbram was linked with a move away. Um, but two good results in there more recently for Birmingham. And looking at their squad, they've got some real, real quality in there. Chung alongside Hannibal and Bielek in central midfield. Hogan, who's been consistently, uh, well, he's a streaky player, but I think he's into double figures for the season alongside, alongside the big man up top. And I just, I just don't see, I don't see Warnock having an instant impact. And it's not my most confident selection that I'm going to put forward on the podcast, but it's more about how many injuries, the lack of defenders, the hosts have got. And I don't know if 
if they, the market's just slightly overestimating the impact Warnock can have because there's only there's not there's not a lot he could do with with what's available to him regardless of how experienced he is or his track record at doing this sort of thing. So I, I am going to side with the visitors Birmingham to beat Huddersfield. That's at nine to five. That's the general price with most bookies. So into the long shot selections. What have you got as your long shot for this weekend, Matthew? Well, you know I love a long shot uh, goal scorer. So I've gone. I'm going. Again, boring back to the Sunderland game. I'm going Mark Sykes' goal at sevens. Just purely based on his form, he's got five in his last uh, five in his last six. Playing playing in a game, I think will, as I mentioned earlier, will see goals. So to get sevens for someone with five goals in the last six, I think it's a touch overpriced. Yeah, that is huge. That is absolutely yeah. huge. I couldn't believe it when you just told me that before we started recording. He's certainly yeah, no, uh, in form. Bristol City have goals from everywhere, really, and like I don't know, I just think he's he's he's, he's not really known for his goals with foresight. Uh, I'm just getting up now his record previous season. The most he got eight last season, League One. Other than that, like even playing in Northern Ireland, the most he's ever got in a season is nine. So it's just one of them ones where players hit a purple patch, which all players do, as we mentioned earlier with Byman. You just got. To, I think you just got to jump on a player at that price when they're hit, when they're hitting a purple patch because confidence does a lot for a player. Absolutely. Do you think it has anything to do with um, Semenyo leaving in? Yeah, uh, Semenyo. He's, he's had to step up and the uh, the collective effort up front. They've had like, last week Atkinson scored, Sykes scored the week before, Sammy Bell's coming into form. So yeah, they're they're getting goals from all over now, and I think yeah, they've all they're all stepping up to the the plate to replace the main man no, I love it that's a great pick and a great price my long shot is uh, I've put Middlesbrough Huddersfield and I've added Burnley into a treble that pays out at just under 10 to 1 with SBK I've, um, obviously we're both wax lyrical about Borough and their recent form I've laboured over an excuse into backing Birmingham at Huddersfield and then I've just chucked in the lead leaders uh, Burnley to win this week and the top every metric in the championship obviously points wins goals scored chances created from open play the only thing is the only caveat I do put to Burnley uh, often on this podcast is the numbers are running on hot but <laughs> I've just got to hold my hands up and say yeah they are continuing to run on hot they do continue to find points uh, when the odds are stacked against them another late equaliser the other day uh, and at some point, you just got to say, well, maybe they just are really good and they're just going to continue to overperform their underlying data, which I think is, is beginning to be the case. It was Watford they scored against at home in the 95th minute. It was very lax defending from a corner, but nevertheless, they did it again. They rescued points. And that is what champions do. They've got Luton, the head to the Kenny this weekend, which is, which is no mean feat, but Luton have been dropping a lot of points from leading positions. I think it was Preston who equalised against them from the spot. Troy Parrott with 10 men. That was uh, 10 minutes on time. And uh, that's been a familiar story for the Hatters this campaign. So I do think their struggle against the lead leaders and chucking Burnley into the treble boosts the odds quite considerably. Now, the, the, the best bit of the show the millionaire's selection. Uh, I'll let you kick us off, Matthew, because you've got two way better picks than me this week. But just to <laughs> let you know, the, comp- as comp- uh, the three selections combined 
over il- over it's, no, it's too big a number over one hundred and eleven thousand to one with bet three six five. That's what the free selections combined with, so certainly worth a quid. Yeah, we're definitely getting close to that million to one bet. We, we'll get there one day, but yeah, I've already <laughs> mentioned Sykes, but um, yeah, taking his brace and Nathan Teller brace at two thousand two hundred seventy eight to one. With better three six five, possibly get higher, but I think that was the highest I saw. But I'm gonna have to shop about. Um, but yeah, so um, as I mentioned, Sykes has five in his last six. This included a brace versus Birmingham, so he's got form for it. And then you got Teller, who playing for the best team in the league. He surprised, which surprised me when I looked at the top scorer rankings. He's fourth top scorer in the league. And again, he's another player, Purple Patch, who just got a back. He's got five in his last six. This includes a brace versus Norwich and a hat-trick versus Preston. So he's already got at least, he's already got a brace in that two of, that two games in his last six. And yeah, I think the double, 2,278, is a nice little quid bet you can have for this game. Yeah, we've... Uh... With those landing so recently as well, it's quite exciting. My leg of the treble, if you want to chuck it in, I've combined a tuba Akpom brace with a tuba Akpom card. Now, I saw it first-hand at Bramall Lane on Wednesday. He's an absolute wind-up merchant, a rustler. I, I had no idea. I've always seen him play before. He looked subdued. He sort of played within himself, but obviously 17 goals, under his belt, he's coming out of his shell and he's really confident and he, he just loves to wind wind people up. I think he had incidents with James McAtee. He tripped him up when McAtee was trying to track back. McAtee pushed him. He just laughed in his face and then he, he had some sort of to-do with Jack Robinson that went on for about two minutes, both of them just pushing each other for a while. He conceded a couple of cynical late fouls um, but obviously wasn't booked. I forgot what I can't think of the referee's name off the top of my head on Wednesday. But he was a great ref and he let a lot go. So he, he wasn't he wasn't a man for the cards. But I just can see Chubrakpon's shit housery catching up with him in the form of a card, particularly when he in games where he scores. I know that's pretty much all of them because uh, he just seems to. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but you know, once he scored, he just seems, to, he just seems to spur him on even more. I, when Cameron Ochoa scored the third, he was, he was doing a weird, he was doing a weird dance in front of the United keeper and just stuff like that. I just, I just think he's a wind up merchant and he's enjoying his football right now. So I, I think uh, there's every chance he bags a couple and goes into the book uh, when Borough host QPR this weekend. The the combination is. Pays out at just under forty-eight to one with Bet three six five, which isn't the best. But if you took it in amongst uh, Matthew's selections, it boosts it boosts the treble to over a hundred thousand to one, which I think is is uh, is worth is worth a quid or so. So before we go, Matthew, can you recap your selections for the championship yeah. action this weekend? So I've gone Middlesbrough to beat QPR and over one goal at one point nine as my nap. My next best. Is Sunderland versus Bristol City. Both teams are score at 1.83. Long shot is in the Bristol City-Sunderland game again. Mark Sykes' goal at sevens. And then the millionaire bet is Teller and Sykes' brace at 2,278 to one. Oof. 
<laughs> them last two is really exciting that that selection my nap is burrow with a minus one handicap on the asian line that's a shade over evens with 365 next best birmingham to beat huddersfield nine to five general and then for my long shot i've added burnley alongside millsborough and huddersfield that pays out just under 10 to 1 with sbk and my leg of the long shot is a Tuba Akpom brace and a Tuba Akpom card. That's at 48 to 1 with Bet365. And if you combine all three of our long, long shots, it pays out at over 100,000 to 1 with Bet365. Oof, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Right. That's all for this week on the second tier betting. We'll be back next week. Next Thursday, I think, with more bets for the Championship weekend. Matthew, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure as always. See you next week.